there's quite a bit I want to go over on this episode for today, so I'm going to go ahead and get straight into it. First and foremost, it is pretty clear to me, and I think it's clear to a lot of you, that if the pandemic didn't happen, and if we didn't see the massive social unrest that we're seeing right now, Donald Trump would have been the favorite to win this election, no matter who the candidate would have been. It could have been Bernie Sanders, it could have been Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg. And the fact of the matter is, when times are good for a lot of people under a presidency, and it doesn't seem to really be affecting their lives the way that a president's behaving, they're likely going to just either vote him in, or maybe not even vote in the election. So I do think that with the pandemic hitting, and with the social unrest that is happening, the fact that we see a 180 and the country now favors Joe Biden, in terms of polling, we're seeing that this election is just a referendum on Donald Trump and his performance in the White House. And I'm going to explain why I think that Joe Biden is a favorite to win the presidency in 2020. Now, this could apply for anyone. Joe Biden's not unique in this situation. Bernie Sanders could have won. Elizabeth Warren could have won. Pete Buttigieg could have won. But Joe Biden is our nominee. And this is why he's going to win. It's not because Joe Biden's a particularly good candidate. I don't like him. But that's because Donald Trump has been screwing up quite massively. So let's talk about the differences in 2016 and 2020. In 2016, Donald Trump ran as the anti-establishment candidate. He was positioning Hillary Clinton as status quo, someone who would not change a lot of things for the American people, someone who didn't really care about you, someone who was going to continue Obama policies, and that he was the guy that was there for you, the average American. And it is with this that I believe Donald Trump was able to win key states that Hillary Clinton actually took for granted in 2016. The main policy that he ran on or the main issue that he ran on to win key states was the issue of trade. He said that NAFTA was a disaster. This free trade agreement that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton wrote back in the 90s posed to be a problem for many Americans who had jobs in manufacturing. And it is with this that he ran and hammered away at Hillary Clinton and garnered the votes enough that he was able to win Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania by a margin of 70,000 votes. History lesson that I think a lot of people already understand. This is how Trump won the, the election in 2016, and I think his strategy was incredibly powerful, and I think it was a much better strategy than what he's running today. Now, other things that he did is that he positioned himself as someone who is a straight shooter. I tell the truth all the time. I don't care about what people have to say to me. I'm alpha. I'm going to be the one that's in control. The, the media doesn't treat me fairly. And they're always lying to you. The media has this agenda to make it seem like me, the person who's fighting for you, is out to destroy this country. And they fell for the bait. They really freaking fell for it. And that is another aspect that I think was able to get a lot of people who were curious enough, who were like, I think I want to roll the dice on this guy. I want to roll the dice on this Donald Trump dude. Hillary Clinton just doesn't seem like she's going to do that much for me. And that's what won him the election back in 2016. Now we're in a very, very different position. 
Donald Trump is no longer able to run himself as this anti-establishment candidate. He is the guy in office. He's the one that has all the power. He could have possibly somehow done it. In fact, he tries to do it in such a way that kind of doesn't make sense. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about this um, in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about how he positions Joe Biden. Joe Biden is this radical socialist candidate that is either that or he is the vehicle for being a radical socialist candidate through Bernie Sanders and AOC. Who cares? Nobody cares about that when we're in a pandemic that you're <laughs> responsible for, that he failed to take action on. The thing about Donald Trump is that he always positions himself as a candidate who has done a tremendous job, as someone who's done excellent for the economy, as someone who's done a lot for this country. But he can't, now he doesn't really have anything to show for it. He's used to BSing his way through many different uh problems that he faces. He was able to do this with Russiagate. He was able to do this with Comey. He was able to do this with impeachment. Teflon Don. I'm able to make it seem like I'm correct and that I didn't really have any fault in all of this. Um, but the coronavirus is something incredibly different. He can't BS his way out of being responsible for the coronavirus. And so with that, he has to shoulder all of that responsibility. And now Joe Biden he cannot really present Joe Biden as a threat to the country because Joe Biden doesn't hold any power. He hasn't held power. He hasn't been in office for four years. And so he can't do that. He can't really paint Joe Biden as the establishment candidate. He can't paint him as the status quo because Donald Trump is the establishment and the status quo at this point in time, as he is the one that holds power in office. Uh, a couple of other things is he tries to paint Joe as mentally unfit, but we both know what the truth is. They're both mentally unfit, so we're going to have to pick one of them anyway. Now, the mentally unfit, saying that he has dementia, it's just it's setting the bar so low for Joe Biden when they go eventually and debate each other that it's a strategic mistake on their part because if Joe Biden looks even somewhat remotely competent or coherent, he 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 uh, exceeds expectations and it sets it's like, oh, Trump was lying to us. Trump didn't know what he was talking about. So that's another thing that I think is going wrong with his campaign. I will say, though, that one thing that he is doing with his campaign that has some strength, but not enough, is the fact that he's going in against BLM. I'm pro BLM. OK. I want to make that clear for the record. I stand with Black Lives Matter. But I think his opposition to it gets him a portion of the voting base that would have otherwise not been activated had he not really gone all in on being anti-BLM. There's a civics tracking poll that is out there that shows how the support and opposition for BLM is being tracked at this current time. Uh, compared to other times uh, in the past uh, several months. And what we see in this tracking poll is that back when George Floyd was killed, Black Lives Matter saw its highest support that it had at 53% and the opposition at the lowest at 28%. This was back in June. Everybody else was either unsure or had no opinion. Now, fast forward to today, 
we see that the support has declined to 49% and the opposition has risen to 39%. Donald Trump constantly being, I am the law and order candidate. I am going to be tough on crime. He used these as a message over and over again to start doubting, uh, planting seeds of doubt into people's minds as to whether or not the message of BLM was legitimate. And it is with this tactic, it is with this strategy that he is able to at least maintain some support that would get him over 40% of the popular vote. I do think that that is sort of a plus, but not the plus that Donald Trump had hoped for to be able to win him this election. But if he is able to manage to win re-election, it is actually going to be his opposition to BLM that plays a big factor into this. So with that being said, I do think that Donald Trump's message was way more coherent and cohesive back in 2016 than it is now in 2020, which is much more all over the place. Now let's take a look at 2016 and 2020 in terms of the Democratic candidates, Hillary Clinton versus Joe Biden. Hillary Clinton, we can go over really quickly. She was just not liked by the general population. And uh, she had a high, she was almost nearly as disliked as Donald Trump was back in 2016. She had a slightly higher approval rating and slightly lower disapproval rating, but she was still in the negative when it came to approval, similarly to Donald Trump. Now we see Joe Biden who is actually a well more liked candidate, more well liked candidate, I should say, than Hillary Clinton was. He's actually in the positive when it comes to uh, approval versus disapproval. People like Joe Biden a lot more than they liked Hillary Clinton. Also, one other thing that happened in the 2016 election, it was a battle of I'm voting against Donald Trump. I'm voting against Hillary Clinton. Sure, I uh, maybe you can make the argument that a large a portion of the voting population was voting for Donald Trump or voting for Hillary Clinton. But I'm almost going to guarantee you, and I don't have the numbers on this. I don't have any polls on this. This is just based on intuition. I can almost guarantee you that there are more people who voted against Hillary Clinton than people who are voting against Joe Biden today. And I think that that's a huge advantage for Joe Biden in 2020. And then also the polling, the polling data suggests that, um, Joe Biden is probably is very likely to win this election. Now, I understand that we're all saying that polling is not important for this uh, for elections anymore. I can't trust the polls because they were wrong in 2016. Not entirely true. The polls were pretty correct. They had Clinton up about 2% on election day and she won the popular vote by 3 million. The polls didn't take into account the electoral college. They took into account the voting population, the popular vote in which they were pretty much correct, <clears throat> with the exception of Wisconsin. Wisconsin had a huge swing in favor of Trump, and that's what won him the 2016 election, winning Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Joe Biden now has a six to eight point lead on average across the board. And I think that that's a much healthier margin. And on top of that, he's winning in key battleground states. He's winning in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Florida, uh, Ohio, um, Michigan. And he is really close in Georgia, Iowa, and Texas. If he can pick up some of these states, just a few of them, he is very likely to win this election 
uh, based on the Electoral College. The stretch is if Joe Biden can win South Carolina. I don't think it's going to happen. But that is, if he can win South Carolina, Joe Biden gets this election by over 400 electoral votes. So with the polling data, with the campaign strategies, all of that being said, I think it's very hard for me to see uh, a path in which Donald Trump wins re-election. And I think Donald Trump knows this. I think Donald Trump knows this with the way that he's behaving lately. It suggests that he's a little bit worried. Uh, a couple of things. Number one, the USPS and the way that he's trying to claim that vote by mail is fraud and the way that he's already prepared his base for months to expect an election that is illegitimate. He's trying to prepare his his base that this election will be illegitimate if I lose. If I lose, it's not a legitimate election. And on top of that, the way in which he's rushing to get the Supreme Court pick that he picked, um, Amy Comey Barrett, uh, I think is her name, ACB, the way that they're trying to rush her in is also a bullish sign for the Democrats because it tells us that they are worried about the amount of time that they have left to hold power in government. We are on track to flipping the Senate, on track to keeping the House, on track to winning the White House. And all of this behavior suggests that Donald Trump and the Republicans are very, very worried about their time in government. Now, of course, I can only take into account what happens if the election is fair. I can't take into account if there's any rigging that goes on. I cannot take into account if there's any attempt to tamper with ballots. I can't take into account if there is an attempted coup. I can't take into account if anyone is attempting to really sway the selection in one way or the other through unethical and illegal means. This is just what happens, assuming that all is fair and equal, each mail-in ballot gets counted, and each in-person vote gets counted. What I will predict, though, is Trump will go through the trouble of trying to set up a legal lawsuit in the event that Biden wins, and Biden is still going to win the presidency because they will uphold the mail-in votes, and they will uphold the electoral college count. So that's what I think is going to happen under the case in which Donald Trump tries to claim that the election is fraudulent. But if there's any fraudulence that if there's any fraud that happens in this election, I cannot possibly predict what happens at that point. So with all the polling data, with all the behavior, all the campaign strategies that I've laid out, I cannot see a path for Donald Trump to win re-election with the exception of a massive voter turnout um, that opposes BLM and a massive um, and just a lack of voter turnout, I guess, for Biden. I, I've seen a lot of people argue that uh, Joe Biden is still not offering enough to get the vote of people who are on the left. However, I don't think that's a majority of the population. I think the majority of the population understands that Donald Trump is threatening their democracy and that it's time that they need to vote him out. Clearly, as a Joe Biden voter, uh, this is my bias and this is the way that I see it. Um, but this is my call. This is my call at the election. 
I'm going to slot Joe Biden as of today, which is September 27, 2020. I'm going to slot Joe Biden in an 80% chance at winning this election. That doesn't mean Donald Trump can't win. Donald Trump can win re-election. 20% is a high percentage, okay? You flip a coin 100 times, you get tails 20% of the time. If you, won the, if you run this election 100 times, you get Donald Trump winning 20% of the time. But I think, uh, I think Joe Biden wins 80 of those times. I think Joe Biden's going to be the favorite to win. I have Joe Biden winning this election by a comfortable margin. I think he's going to win with over 300 electoral votes. So that's my take on this election. This is how I see it. This is how I'm calling it. And um, I hope to hear from some of you to know what you think. Uh, and thanks for listening. And I'll be talking to you guys over the next few weeks about this.